Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. No, Henry, no problem for a night anyway. Welcome in the beginning of another edition, another week of the Ben Mather Show. We are united together in the air everywhere as we represent the silent majority, coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast. And mighty powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the flight deck as we soar on the red eye all night long, flying overnights, five nights a week from the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the North Woods. So I leave this hour as it generally happens on a Sunday night into a Monday morning crossing over uh, comes from LA Sunday night football 
The Rams playing host to the Tennessee Titans. Al Michaels so excited that all he had to do was get on the highway from his home there in Brentwood and drive on the 405 freeway to Inglewood to call the game a a short trip, no five-star hotel, no cross-country flight uh, flight for Al Michaels. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, he's the one that had to do the traveling, lives in Cincinnati, had to fly across the country to come to L.A. Now, the game lost a lot of its luster because Derrick Henry, snap, crackle, pop, out for likely the rest of the year for the Titans, and the anticipated debut of Vaughn Miller did not happen. What the heck? He was supposed to play. He didn't play. He wasn't active in the game. So the, the Rams' big acquisition, Vaughn Miller didn't play. Henry didn't play. Did you watch? Maybe not. Uh, Matthew Stafford, very shaky, tossed a pair of consecutive interceptions within 11 seconds of each other in the second quarter, and the Titans shorthanded, ineffective all night on offense, but they get a 28-16 win, upset. They were big seven-and-a-half-point underdogs in the gambling line as they go down to L.A. and get the win. The Rams and the Titans end up both with seven and two records. L.A.'s impressive four-game winning streak comes to an end. So let us discuss the question. Did the Titans win this game or did the Rams lose it? That's the question. And the answer, the only acceptable answer, the arrow is pointing at the Rams. All right, the Rams, not uh, not the Titans, the Rams. The Rams lost it more than the Titans won the game. Uh, now, I've got Pony Express, Guardian Angel, and Teachable. And we'll tie all of these things together. Now, A, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to the Titans. You got your present early. Yeah, you got your present courtesy of the Rams. Without Derrick Henry in the lineup, Tennessee, I think we can all agree on this, they needed help. And they got help, right? They they got it from several bonehead plays. It was nothing magical that Tennessee's defense did. It was Matthew Stafford flashing back. He uh, was flashing back to his days in Detroit there. Uh, a couple of bad decisions by him. Now, Chris Collinsworth, I wanted to throw something at my TV. He attempted to spin this in favor of Tennessee. Uh, and I, I can only think he must be on the payroll for the Titans or something along those lines. He said, well, they deserve credit. he got to be joking. You gotta be joking. I totally disagree with that. Tennessee's win was was not possible without the Rams and might I add the officials, the zebras meddling, the twelfth man for the Titans in this game. They sent a W hand delivered to the Tennessee Titans there via the Pony Express or the Zebra. Express without Henry in the lineup. The Tennessee offense generated 16 first downs, three of those via penalty by the Rams, courtesy of the 12th man, the officials. Ryan Tannehill averaged a robust 5.3 yards per pass. Now, an average quarterback is at seven yards per pass. Ryan Tannehill was at 5.3. Adrian Peterson, Hall of Fame running back. Woo, big pickup. Played like he had lead shoes. Uh, Lead shoes in quicksand, 21 yards on 10 carries. Played like a guy that should be retired. Sucked. Tennessee's stable of running backs averaged 2.7 yards per carry. And I'm supposed to give that team credit? My ass? No. They needed an advantageous beginning to set them up, right? And that's where part B of our story goes to Matthew Stafford 
who had in his Ram career the rare and unusual bad game for the Rams. Uh, he had been playing with a – he didn't practice much. He had a stiff back and a bad ankle. No excuses. He has to do better. He has to be better. And his many hiccups, in addition, as we said to the officials, helping the Tennessee Titans, and they needed all the help they could, they could get. I mean, let me just be honest. Come on. Um, was anyone impressed with that team? Be honest. You couldn't be. You, if you know football, you could not be impressed with that team. And Matthew Stafford, I don't know what Vrabel did after the game, Mike Vrabel, but I hope he gave a game ball to Matthew Stafford because Stafford was the guardian angel for the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry. He handed them 14 points. Interception inside his own end zone. He had it wasn't quite to the level of Carson Wentz and his screw-up a couple weeks ago, but it was a similar uh, decision there. Rather than take the safety, you try to throw the ball, and that resulted in the long one-play, two-yard touchdown drive for the Titans. The very next possession, within 11 seconds, Stafford being pressured, tried to find Robert Woods, and he forced the pass into double-triple coverage, and Kevin Byard intercepted 24-yard pick-six. And Tennessee was up 14-3. And then you had the many penalties. Keep in mind, the Rams, this is why people question the integrity of the NFL. The Rams, the cleanest team in the NFL on penalties all season. The least penalized team. So, make some phone calls. You call in the certain officiating crew. And abracadabra. Let's make up for lost time, boys. The most disciplined team in the NFL. Let's go. Let's call it Phantoms of the Flag. Phantoms of the Flag here. Aaron Donald with a two-hand tap of Ryan Tannehill. This is symbolic of the type of night that it was. A two-hand touch play by Aaron Donald, Hall of Fame defense player. He got dinged for roughing the passer. And I guess in a pussy willow football league, that is roughing the passer. But my God, what are you doing? Holy cannoli, was that a bullcrap call? The Rams are flagged for 12 penalties and 115 yards. I'm told that's the most they've had since they were the St. Louis Rams back in the day. That has not been that bad in the Sean McVay era. So the officials, hey, listen, that is the 12th man. You talk about aiding and abetting. The Tennessee Titans there. A combination of Stafford having a couple of bad throws and then the officials taking care of the rest. And that's how you get a win in a Sunday night game. All right, last word here. So overall, doing a cost-benefit analysis, I have determined that that loss by the Rams, good loss. That was a good loss. It is a reminder that they still have work to do. Sean McVay's team has been feasting on cupcakes and fruit pies. They've enjoyed the hostess schedule. They hadn't played anyone who had even a pulse since Russell Wilson, and he got injured in that game against the Rams, the Seahawks-Ram game back in early October. And the Rams have done what they're supposed to do. They beat the hungry puppies, the Giants, the Lions, the Texans, garbage and trash of football. But I promise you this, based on Sean McVay's track record, L.A. will regroup and will be a better football team as a result. Now, the good news is they get another cream pie. The 49ers, a joke of a franchise, uh, next Monday night, and then they go into the bye week. But when the season ends, uh, this loss to the Tennessee Titans will be a mere footnote. A teachable moment, mind you, 
And we often hear from many meathead football coaches that you learn more from your mistakes than from your successes is a mantra that has been repeated ad nauseum over the years. Now, if that's the real value, right, of a mistake, it gets you ready for success. You make adjustments and upward and onward. Uh, As for Tennessee, it's good for the moment, but does anybody think this is sustainable? Are, Are the Tennessee Titans going to be in position where the officials are their 12th man the rest of the year and that they run into quarterbacks that have brain farts week after week? That doesn't seem like a formula that can work the rest of the year, because I promise you, Adrian Peterson is washed up. Stick a fork in him. He is done. Dunskies. Dunskies. But hey, at least on this night, they got a head start. Tennessee did from the Zebras. Got a little help there. Uh, pushing them along. All right, let's hear from some of the key participants. Here's Matthew Stafford who points out everything that I just said, that uh, he effed the game up at the very beginning. I've done too much damage really, you know, early in that game to, uh, you know, get us out of it. I love the way our guys fought. Um, we were close. So I, I love the way our guys fight um, and the way they battle. I always appreciate that. But just got to be cleaner. Um, turnovers, penalties, all those kind of things hurt us tonight. Yeah, exactly. You just chalk it up. He gave the game away. That's it. Just gave the game away. Right, here's one more from uh, Sean McVay here. And uh, the, the trolls are excited. They've, it's actually orgasmic for the trolls. But uh, Sean McVay has a message to the many trolls out and about. You know, you go back and you say, all right, we're not going to allow one game to define us. I don't think that's reflective of the type of football team we are. We had a rough night, and it really seemed like kind of that was kind of the narrative for the night. I choose to believe that tonight was not the reflection of who we are. We can look at it, we'll correct it, and we'll keep it moving. There you go. See, they're going to keep it moving. Choo-choo. They're moving down the tracks just like that. Choo-choo. It's a partay. It's a soiree. Greatest loss ever for the Rams right there. Very impressive loss by the Rams. They'll be back to ramming it all day and ramming it all night before you know it. And at, at some point, the officials will not be helping out the Titans and the other quarterback will not be helping them out. And then they're screwed because they got nothing. They got absolutely nothing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. 
I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Cowboy down? Not cowboy up, it's cowboy down. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we enjoy the silly season coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and mighty powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from behind the wheel, driving in the fast lane, the Fox Sports Radio Studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. And our lead this hour coming from the state of Texas, one of the stunners in a weekend of stunners here, a Sunday that will not be forgotten, at least for like another week. Uh, Week nine in the NFL, this one taking place at Jerry's World. Rah, 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 Jerry's World. That monstrosity with the giant scoreboard. And how about them Cowboys? Uh, So Teddy Bridgewater who has been a middling quarterback of late for the Broncos. He threw a touchdown, had a quarterback sneak for another, and the Denver Broncos wake up the echoes, putting the clamps, the orange crush defense, containing the number one offense for most of the game, number one offense in the NFL this year, 30-16, to the final in a game that wasn't even that close. So, That six-game winning streak for the Cowboys, up in smoke. See you later. Get out of here. 
Dallas barely avoiding what would have been their worst shutout loss at home since 1985 when Ronald Reagan was in the White House. So Dak Prescott was, the word he is, ineffective in his first game back from injury. Remember, the Cowboys gave him the week off against Minnesota. They had their backup, Cooper Rush, and they were able to win that game against the Vikings. But when I say Dak Prescott was ineffective, I am being kind. I'm being a generous talk show host. So let us discuss the question. Was this merely a bad game, a one-off for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, or is there room for concern? And the arrow on this one is pointing at worry, 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 worry. All right, so I've got my observations. Dance shoes, empirical, and secret recipe. And we will lock all of this together. Now, number one. one. Dak Prescott was bad to the bone in this game. You hate to see it unless you don't. The fact that Dallas nursed him back and had an abundance of caution. They conceivably could have played him against Minnesota last week. They said, no, we'll give him an extra week. And they were talking during practice midweek about how good Dak was looking and that strained right calf was not going to send him back. He was a full go with that extra time off. And this is the performance that he provided? After all of that? Disturbing. The word is disturbing. Dak Prescott had his dance shoes on. He didn't have cleats on. He had dance shoes. And it turned out to be dancing at the disco. It was panic at the disco. Denver led this game 30 to nothing. 32 bupkis before the Cowboys got a couple of garbage time touchdowns and two-point conversions. Over the first three quarters of this game, Dak Prescott was 6 of 19 passing. He averaged 4.1 yards per attempt. Anemic would be the word to describe that. No touchdowns, no interceptions. A passer rating of slightly above where you would have been if you had snapped every ball and spiked it into the ground. Dallas had, over the first 75% of the game, five first downs and 122 yards of offense against a Bronco defense, which is supposed to be good but has not lived up to that billing since they started playing legitimate NFL competition. Now, second, the company line out of cowboy country is that Dak Prescott, he wasn't, he wasn't fully healthy. That's why he stunk. So they've, they've done a reverso at least from what I've been hearing here in the hours since that game ended, they've done a reversal from midweek where they sounded like everything was good to go. Now, I'm not buying what they're selling as far as Dak being a little sluggish because of his health. I'll tell you why. Because my eyeballs tell me differently, right? And they should tell you the same thing. When the game was a trash man special in garbage time, the Cowboys started clicking on all cylinders. They fattened up the stat sheet when... Denver laid down their arms and said, okay, we've already scored enough to win the game. Let's uh, just kind of take it easy get out of here. Dallas put up 168 yards, nine first downs in the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter after completing just six of 19 passes for the first three quarters of the game was 13 of 20 in the fourth quarter for 153 yards and two touchdowns. He did have an interception, but a passer rating of over 100. This is what's known as empirical evidence. 
that Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott's problems the beginning of the game were not health-related. He did not struggle in this game because of injury. He struggled because he could not figure out the defense of Denver. Vic Fangio's defense twisted him into a pretzel. So much for missing Vaughn Miller. That was a flex by the Denver Broncos in this particular game. And so don't give me, well, Dax hurt for 75% of the game. What, did he take some magic beans before the fourth quarter and all of a sudden he's good to go? Come on. I mean, what are we doing here? Now, final point. So this Bronco-Cowboy game is a reminder. It's a reminder that the Cowboys are still on what we like to call in these parts double-secret probation. Mike McCarthy, that was a vintage performance by a Mike McCarthy team back in his Green Bay days where they would come out of the gates and just have absolutely nothing in a game that you expect them to dominate and do well in. Uh, His team early on set the tone. McCarthy attempting a couple of fourth down conversions. Uh, First two drives of the game, in fact. Cowboys came out and was like, all right, well, listen, the the Broncos are so beneath us. These guys are such dogs, uh, such bums, the Broncos, that we are going to go for it on fourth down. We're going to shove it down their throats because this is like an experimental type situation. We don't care. We're the Dallas effing Cowboys. And they they attempted on fourth down, both attempts, Buzzer went off, turned the ball over on downs, and that was the sum and substance of the Dallas effort. Flat-footed. Denver, not a great offensive team, but the Broncos were efficient on the day. 23 first downs, had over 400 yards of offense, and they had balance. They were able to run the ball. Of course, they got a big lead, so they went to the running attack. But 190 yards rushing. 217 yards passing. Teddy Bridgewater was efficient. That's about as good as you're going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater overall in that game. But the better story again in the losing locker room, and this is the kind of a performance that will give Jerry Jones an ulcer. Right? I'm going to tell you why. The Cowboys' secret recipe has been creating turnovers, which is not a sustainable formula. Uh, you can't depend on the other team turning the ball over every game. It's not something that's going to likely happen. And in this game, the Broncos played a clean game. They had no fumbles, no interceptions. And Dallas was trailing 30 to nothing in the game. Uh, Dallas had to win the old-fashioned way, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't even come close to doing it. And defensively, is this the beginning of the end? If the Denver Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater were able to play that way, What about some of the other good teams that they're going to play down the line? The Broncos are an average team. Denver converted 53% on third downs. They were at almost 70% in the red zone, 67% in the red zone. More importantly, though, did Vic Fangio, Uncle Vic, and the Cowboys lay out a blueprint for future opponents of the Dallas Cowboys now And that defensive system that they put out on the field there, the Broncos, that Dak Prescott was clueless on how to handle that for the first 75% of the game. When the Cowboys play the Atlanta Falcons in Week 10 and the Chiefs at Arrowhead in Week 11, are they going to be playing a similar style? Everyone likes to say it's a copycat league there. So you would think, just common sense would say, that Dak is going to get that defense week after week until he proves that this was just a one-off situation. All right, let's hear from some of the participants in this 
athletic contest. We'll start on the Cowboys side, and here is Mike McCarthy polishing turds, talking about Dak Prescott's performance. I thought he had a tough uphill day. I thought, you know, particularly the, you know, his match, match man game. Uh, there, there wasn't a, a lot of completions, you know, as far as readily available as, you know, prior contests. So, like I said, I, I thought they did a really good job challenging our perimeter. Yeah. Doesn't it sound like he's ready to eat like a cheeseburger or something like that, Mike McCarthy? He's got that, that kind of tone to him. Uh, anyway, here's uh, McCarthy pointing out, Mike McCarthy there, that uh, he's, he's going in the cliche on page 72 of the sportscliche.com website. It's what you say in the losing locker room, and you can't say your players sucked without saying the coaching sucks. So here's Mike McCarthy hitting every key sports cliche on the outcome of this game. Frankly, we were outcoached, we were outplayed uh, all the way through. So uh, this is the first time I felt clearly our energy didn't exceed our opponent, and, 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 that's, and that's disappointing. All right, here's Dak Prescott, who sucked for 75% of the game, and he points out that the alarm clock did not go off on this day. We got beat. We got we got thumped in every aspect of the game, uh, especially on offense. Uh, didn't get it going. I mean, we scored a couple of touchdowns there um, in late time, but I mean, uh, never got going. I missed some throws. Uh, we didn't throw and catch the ball uh, as as we normally do. So you could say the Cowboys are thumper. They got thumped. All right, here's one more. Here's Dak Prescott one more time. Now the Cowboy media. This is what I love these these guys. The Cowboy media is already planting the excuses. They're like, well. Dak was away, and he didn't have the full allotment of practice, and that's why he sucked. And anyway, here's Dak, who's attempting, at least kind of, to downplay that chatter. I mean, obviously, I wasn't as clean as, as I normally am um, or as, as I have been. Tough to say and blame that. I mean, I spent a lot of time off and came back in the first game different, so uh, I'm not going to sit there and blame two weeks when, when I had a great week of practice. Great week of practice, but make sure you keep writing those stories, Dallas Media Lapdogs. Keep writing those stories. And again, just to repeat, Dak Prescott, the first three quarters of this game against the Broncos, 6 of 19, 79 yards passing, 4.1 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 45.7. It was not until he became the stat bandit. We've seen Dak do this in the past. There's very few stat bandits as good as Dak Prescott. The bandito of stats. And uh, he certainly did that again here, fattening up the stat sheet in the fourth quarter with a couple of garbage time touchdowns. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, the Koopaloo. So, Ben, as we learn more about the uh, Odell Beckham release by the Browns, we found out that OBJ gave up guaranteed money in order to make it more likely that he will clear waivers and reach free agency. If that happens, he'll be able to choose a new team by Tuesday. Ben, who are your favorites for landing OBJ? All right, so the first thing, you have to decide, what does he want? How important is winning? 
And I know fans always say it's important, but Odell Beckham was on a team in Cleveland that was a playoff team. He was upset about targets. So that would lead me to believe that he's more concerned about getting the football than he is winning. Right? So he's going to go to a team. He's willing to go anywhere, but as long as he can get targets. In a perfect world, he would get both. I know the, the rumor over the weekend was Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. But I would say I'm going to eliminate the Raiders because Deshaun Jackson's going there. But I got the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Saints. I guess I'll still leave the Raiders in there, although it's less likely with Deshaun Jackson. But those are teams that are good to solid teams, but they, they need help, some of them more than others, at the receiver position. Next! So Dusty Baker and the Astros agreed to a one-year extension on Friday. Uh, now, Baker's led the Astros to considerable success over his first two seasons, leading the team. Well, what do you think the reason is for the short-term deal? Well, this is obviously ageism, right? The uh, Houston Astros, they don't trust that Dusty's health is going to keep up. He's 72 years old, and you don't give a manager past the age of 70, that threshold, a long-term contract. But this deal does allow Dusty Baker to manage for 25 seasons and managed to never win a World Series because the cheating Astros will not win next year. So that'll eliminate that. And as an added bonus, I think the Astros tossed in as many toothpicks as Dusty Baker wants. Next! Now you've long said that Montrez Harrell is a fraud and his stint with the Lakers last year proved you right. Well, yes. Harrell right. says that the Lakers misused him. So far this season, he's averaging like 18 points, almost 10 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks. Do you think his bad year with the Lakers, uh, it, was, it, was, it was their fault? Uh, no. So number one, it's still early in the NBA season. The Wizards haven't even played 15% of their schedule. So let's not prematurely say Montrezl Harrell is back. I do expect him to be a good regular season player. That's never been his problem. He's able to put up stats in the regular season. He's exposed in the playoffs. I, f- I had an epiphany with the Clippers against the Nuggets in that second-round matchup in the bubble up 3-1, to one. Montrez Harrell, his performance does not translate to the playoffs. He was a liability. You love when he's on the court if he's the other team. The same thing happened with the Lakers. In fact, it was so bad the Lakers didn't even play the guy. He was a DNP coach's decision in some of those playoff games against the Suns. So what, become, what, what is a strength in the regular season is a weakness in the postseason. That will not change if the Wizards actually end up in the playoffs. He will be neutralized until proven otherwise. His skill set does not translate to the playoffs. There it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You pass this edition. That's a winner. Put it on the board to start the week with a W. Time shifted. What? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line Unscreened Radio. Trust me, if you ever get a radio show, these are amazing jobs. They're great jobs, even if you're on in the middle of the night. But do not attempt this until you are a trained professional. It is very dangerous. The Insta Advice Line. This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by... Discover, we believe a better tomorrow is possible for everyone. Discover something brighter. So who needs our advice? Right now, there's a big-name player deciding on who his next team is going to be, assuming he makes it through the waiver process. Odell Beckham 
Who? Advice to OBJ on which team he should play for next. Never heard former of Cleveland Brown player. 877-99 on Fox is the number. 877-996-6369. We'll start with you on line one. Your advice to OBJ. Hi, Ben. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine. Uh, line two is next. <laughs> <laughs> advice to Odell Beckham on picking his new team. I know it's you, Roberto. No, oh, he's back, Roberto. Yeah. He's back. Watch out for that guy. <gasps> Line three is next at 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to Odell Beckham on who to play for next to pick his new team. Hello, Line three. Happy birthday, Roberto. Happy birthday, Roberto. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We're checking every box. Every box we are checking. All we need is the where's my baseball guy. Line four And the is- box guy. And the box. Yeah, what's in the box? Line four, hello. Line four is not there. We'll go to line five. No, the, the box guy is, you should see her box. That's the box. Line five. Hello, line five. He should be the Raider of Viking if he don't join the Bad News Bears. Okay, I think there might have been a couple of words missing on that. Let's go to the random line. Random line, you're next. Hello. Hello, Ben. Uh, oh, it's Cowboy happy- John Bread. Yeah, happy birthday, Roberto, and the OBJ said join a team of fucking blind cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank and you for that. Where are the white women at? The great cowboy. Let's go to line six is next. Advice to OBJ on picking his next team. You're listening live to Fox Sports Radio. Unscreened callers, the best of the best that America has to offer, and Canada and Mexico. Hello, line six. You should join Deshaun Jackson, and both of you can be the new residents of Las Vegas penal system. There you go. Okay, thank you. That's Supermarket Steve. I recognize his voice. Line number one. Hello, line one. Number one. I convinced Ben Muller to give you one of his Stafford Anaconda massages. Okay, thank you. Yes, the uh, Anaconda massage. Line two. <laughs> That's what I do in my, my spare time. Line two. Hello, line two. Perhaps Miss. Perhaps Mr. Beckham should travel north and play for a team where it doesn't matter if you're bad or good. They cheat their asses off time after time. They're very (laughs) mediocre. Cheating scandal after cheating scandal. They paid off the referees, clearly. All right. Our guy from Maine. I know. Robert Kraft, the Patriots. He hates him. Line three is next. We're giving advice to Odell Beckham on where to play next. Hello, line three. He's going to play the pokey, pokey, pokey. (laughs) There you go. Line four is next. Hello, line four. Line four, not there. We'll go to line five. Hello, line five. I'm Fuzzy Kamal, and I'm proud to be immunized. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Fuzzy. (laughs) 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 Somebody asks, is it Fuzzy or Fudgy? I don't know. Fudgy. Fudgy. All right, one more. Hurry up. Line number one. Go ahead, one. Hurry up. Take that for data. Oh, nothing from line one. Police. There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell, to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.